Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to a turn of events where we help put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Nath, the CEO and Creative Director of Nath Productions. We are a strategic event pr production company based in New York City. We specialize in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. Uh, we help with live, hybrid, and virtual events. If you have an event that you still want to take to a virtual platform, we're happy to talk to you about it and also produce any of your events. We do all kinds of different stuff, weddings, galas, retreats, trade shows, offsites, golf outings, all kinds of stuff. We're just doing some amazing things that are coming up and everybody is going live right now. So we're excited about that. If you are an event or wedding planner and you are looking to start your own business, please reach out at the Event Planner Society group. It's our Facebook group where we have over a thousand uh, members in the group right now, which we're really excited about. I'm teaching some amazing stuff. I have 30 years in the business, so I'm giving all kinds of content and teaching and we're collaborating and helping each other and networking. And I also offer a free workshop, which is really, really great and lots of great stuff in there. And we're going to have another one coming up soon. So Event Planner Society Facebook group, join us over there. I'm really excited about our next guest, Shimrit Nativ, and I hope I've said that correctly, but I'm sure she'll let us know, is the CEO and founder of Master Your Path Community and Programs. She helps high-performance professionals ditch the overwhelm and anxiety to become sustainably calm and confident, which, oh boy, we need that these days. Shimrit is a mentor, transformational coach, and mindset expert, which I'm all about mindset, who has helped hundreds of driven and creative individuals across the globe create and sustain a consistent baseline of calm, confidence, and fulfillment. And I love everything about that. And we're gonna talk about stress and, stress and anxiety in business and in life. And I run an event business, so you can only imagine <laughs> the stress that I have. Thank you so much. We're coming so excited to have you thank you so much Annette for having me this is so exciting I've been so much looking forward to to our chats today and thank you so much for having me and you look beautiful oh so do you <laughs> thank so you. you with that gorgeous hair I love people that have gorgeous hair because I get told that all the time so yes, you do. I love it. you have amazing yeah, you have amazing hair and you look beautiful as well. Thank okay, you. so, and you know, we're all about supporting each other here. So tell us um, a little bit about you and your business and stuff like that. And how did you get, uh, how did you get into this path and what led you to what you're doing? Sure. Uh, so as you've introduced me, I help uh, high performers, performers overcome stress and insecurities and anxieties and other forms of emotional pain and struggles and create and sustain uh, calm and confidence. And um, in my business, um, I call my program and um, I would say it's a well-being and emotional and mental well-being academy. Uh, we call it Master Your Path. And this is where we provide the system, the support, the community, and the tools to, to create that transformation and sustain it. And I, I want to highlight the word sustain because right. it's so, so important to 
take leaps in your growth, whatever that is, uh, for that matter, and then sustain them. Uh, so I always highlight this word because I think that is that is eventually what we want. We don't only want to have breakthroughs, we want to sustain that and continue growing right. uh, um, and continue with that trajectory. So this is what we do in the Master Your Path uh, program and community. Um, and your other question was what led me to this, right? Yeah. What led you to that path? Because that's yeah. you know it's a different it's a different path, right? Yes, for sure. For me as well, it's different than what I used to do. So uh, for many, many years, for over 20 years, I was a musician, actually. Uh, so I was not even in business. I was a musician. I was producing, performing, recording, but always, always teaching. So I'm a teacher at heart, and I was always teaching since my very, very young um, 20s over 20 years ago. Uh, and, uh, and over the years, I was always learning modalities around breathing techniques for my singing and musical career, but also as, a, as so I always say life is a spiritual journey, life is an inner journey. And I believe uh, that goes for everything, for business, for relationships, for health, for whatever is in our reality and our the conditions in our life are reflections of our inner journey and life is an inner journey and so on that inner journey really since a very young age i remember myself you know trying to 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 climb the, the, those inner mountains and find the, the answers and then i was always learning and and, and collecting um you know modalities and tools uh, around breath work and meditation uh, and stuff like that. And some of my music students over the years became like coaches or kind of clients, uh, not formally, uh, because our work transitioned into that and we were, we were having, you know, call, uh, like long conversations and, and that sort of stuff about things that were coming up on that journey. And so eventually in my late 30s is when I, I already was a mom and we moved to Germany and I fulfilled some of my dreams as a musician and I always had this so actually I was studying psychology when I was very young so I always had this kind of do I go this way do I go that way I always had right. this question and so eventually I was ready uh, to take the turn and then I invested uh you know, all everything I got into learning, everything I need to learn and get all the certifications that I needed to become a life coach and then to make that into into a business uh, which grew very, very fast. Um, um, yeah, very fast and very much uh, within just a couple of years. That's, um, well, that's credited to your hard work and dedication because I do know you, you and I are in a, a group together and yeah. you you ask all the right questions you work very hard and that's the key to sustaining and being successful is you know working super hard and being consistent in what you're doing so yeah. I, I commend you for all of that and i know you're a, a big success because of that Thank so, you. Um, so what do you find is the number one cause of people's emotional struggle yeah, well, that's a that's that's a good question, and definitely what I'm focused on. So hopefully, I'm so hopeful, Annette, that 
that whatever I share today will be valuable for for the for your audience. Right. Uh, since I know I know now more than ever that in business you can you can encounter uh, a lot of emotional struggle. Um, so I want to. There's so much to say about emotional struggle. It's a very very big big you know definition. But maybe I will narrow it down to to business and to around maybe work and life balance right. and things that we that we really encounter on that path so i would say well stress is one of the number one uh causes for emotional struggle and physical struggle so stress mm -hmm. is the number one cause for disease as well for for health disease health health issues um right. and so high levels of, of stress over over time when we can when so as you just said yourself it's all about consistency if we talk about any kind of growth so it's the same with stress and emotional struggle if we keep consistency with that and we don't take the steps to reduce the stress levels then that becomes as well that grows too into um, real chronic emotional struggles or physical struggles as well. So I would go with stress uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's stress will get you in every aspect, right? So that's why I try to sleep well every night. I get my eight hours. I really try eating, eating healthy. I have to work out. Um, yes. That keeps me calm. I have I run a, a very busy business and events um, are the top five most stressful uh, professions you can have. And so as Forbes wrote about it a while ago, that uh, the top five is event planning is at the top of that. So that's kind of crazy next to like military, police, fire. I mean, it's kind of really it's a funny it's a funny um just to think about it, it's kind of crazy. So I can understand that it's, it, you have to be, you know, keep, keep myself calm. It's very, um, very important. So what causes overwhelm? Right. So overwhelm is an experience where you have, you feel that you have more than you can handle. Yeah. When you, when you feel this bottleneck of you being the bottleneck of everything that you need to do or process or take care of, and it's more than can go through this this bottleneck that you are, or this 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 vehicle that you are, um, and that causes the overwhelm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, some of the um, when I feel because obviously we have a lot of systems in place, so it's the only way that I can and I make lists, I make notes. And the best thing I do if I feel overwhelmed is obviously I have a team of people that help me, which is very, very important. Yes. Um, and I get it out of my head. I, you know, you can easily sit and think, okay, listen, I got a good memory and I got, at least I used to anyway, <laughs> I used to have a good memory. I had COVID in December and honestly, I think it's kind of affected the way I remember things. It's kind of weird. I really do believe that I fumble in my words, which I didn't do before, but that's a whole nother topic. But um, I take things, if I'm thinking about too many things and I, I'm like, okay, I've got to do this, 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 and this, and this. And we know in event planning, you there's a ton of different things you have to do. You yeah. have to make a list and you have to get it out of your head because yes. the minute I get it out of my head and it's over here, for whatever reason, it's so crazy. I feel completely 
Like now I have a system, now I have a plan and it's, I'm not thinking about it constantly. And it's not like something I have to, oh, I have to remember to do this. I have to remember to do that. We can't do that. So we have lists for lists, for lists. We make a ton of lists. We have workbooks, we have systems. And I think that's really important is if you are feeling overwhelmed about something, get it out, get it out on paper or computer or however you want to do it. And, um, and then it's going to make you feel a little bit better. And then if you have systems in place to tackle whatever it is you're feeling overwhelmed about, um, you know, that's, uh, that, that definitely can help you. So what tests, what do you do? What are some things that you do that help with that? Well, first of all, I agree with everything you said. And I even, um, I have, I make lists in categories. Mm -hmm. So I don't only see, so first of all, everything you said is just on point, getting it, getting it off and out of your head and onto the paper is like loading it off you. And it creates this, this space back. It gives it, you can bring that space back to your mind right. and the, the paper or the computer, whatever is carrying that weight for you kind of, and then putting it into categories as well. And then prioritizing each category can right. really help too. Right. And then I would say taking it to the next level is putting it in your calendar. When I implemented this in my systems, it, it was a game changer for me, and it literally saved me from burnout. Yes. Um, was when I blocked out times on my calendar for specific different, different tasks, different subjects. Yep. And then these categories, the top priority would go to you know next week's blocks that relate to those categories and, and so on and so forth. So putting right. off your, so the first stage is to put it on the list and then break it into categories and prioritizing and then putting, taking it from the list to your calendar. Right. Talk about, about time management, then that would be, that would be my number one um, advice. But then I want to say it's really also super, super important to keep in the calendar. And I need to remind this to myself all the time too, <laughs> to keep blocks for your self-care. Right. It's obvious, but we, as especially as business owners, this always keep, because it's endless. The things that we have right. to do are endless, even when we have a team, even when everything is going smoothly. Still, you can work 24 hours and it won't be enough. And so the self-care blocks get to be the ones to that get pushed pushed yeah. back and and and, and out of your calendar right. and that causes the overwhelm that causes the stress um so that is so so important to exercise just like you say to sleep enough drink lots of water drink lots of water water yeah absolutely take walks outside um, and I want to give a one tip here that I call it the list of goodies mm -hmm. to create a list, literally write it down. Uh, this is not a to-do list. Uh, it's a list of things that you know, that gets you up. That's that helps you to spiral up or to, you know, pick up your energy. It can be different things for different people, but usually music works walk outside works, um, jumping jacks works, take a nap, cold shower, hot tub, meditation, if that's accessible, uh, whatever that is for you, eating chocolate, whatever that is. Yeah. But the thing is that we know what we like and what gets us going, but then when we spiral down and when we get overwhelmed, when we get stressed, when we get anxious, 
then it's actually hard for us to come up with, oh yeah, I should do this or I should do that. But if we have a list that, you know, that is on the fridge or in the notepad or whatever that is, and I, the only thing that I need to do when I'm getting stressed and spiraled down and my mind gets shut, shut, shut down. Yeah. The only thing I need to do is open the list and literally, Oh, I'm going to do this, you know, even blindfolded, just pick something randomly from your, your, your prepared list and just go and do it can really, can really shift things uh, in, in an instant sometimes. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, I, I calendar everything from my workouts, from my, sometimes I even put like, okay, lunch so that I can like, like, tell me to have lunch, which I don't normally need to be told to eat, but I love to, I love to eat, but, um, um, healthy, but I love to eat. So, uh, and then even like, date night or whatever that is dinner with girlfriends, whatever that looks like. I calendar every single thing. And sometimes my girlfriends laugh when I send them a calendar invite and they're like, Oh my gosh, here's like, and I said, look, I need to put in the calendar. Isn't it nice to know that you're in the calendar and that you didn't forget about this or whatever. So I do that. So they make fun of me when I do that, but I don't really care. So (laughs) absolutely. And I have my, my date night with my husband as well. I call it update and it has to go in the calendar. It's also one of the things that we get to, okay, we'll spend time next week, next week, next week. And then a month goes by and you didn't have some time with your partner. That's that's super important. Or your friends, you need your friends for sure. Okay, so what is stress? Well, stress is a response. uh, Stress is what we can call also the fight or flight mode, right? It's when the mind that then activates the body, that then activates the mind. So it's a cycle of body, mind, body, mind, mm-hmm. um, where this body, mind system that we ha- that we are, which I call it the vehicle that we have, or the instrument that we have, gets into a fight or flight mode ongoingly. So we have this mode in our body that activates specific hormones and 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 affect our you know our different systems in the body. It it is there for a reason to help us deal with real acute danger. So if there is a burglar or a you know a predator or whatever happen is happening, the body goes into this mode to protect itself. Right. But when we're in stress, what happens is that the thought alone activates this same the same mechanism the same response so it's by thought alone thinking about the coworker the to-do list the the bills the the spouse the kids the in-laws whatever is the cause of stress in your life yeah. um, just the thought alone without even interacting with 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 that situation can activate this cycle in the body and mind and it is a cycle because the thought triggers um, a circuit in the brain that triggers a hormone that puts the body in that state that then creates more thoughts of, oh my God, I'm so stressed. I can't do this. I don't have time, which, which in turn creates more of that physical reaction. And now the body is not meant to be in that mode for a prolonged period of time it is meant to be in that state for a short period of time when there is that acute physical danger right and so this is why when it's just by thought alone and not as a reaction to an acute danger 
we can stay in that state for, for hours, days, weeks, months, years. And then that creates eventually also the, the physical disease because the body is not designed for that. It's designed for this to be in a sh very short period of time and not a prolonged period of time. Yeah, which is why if you do have it for a long period of time, it can do thing, bad things for your body and right, you know, like that. Absolutely. And it's known that stress is, is the number one cause for disease. It's, it's yeah. uh, science accepts that today and, and can show it. Right, right, exactly. So, and we may have touched on this, um, but what have you found is most effective in reducing stress and overwhelm? I'm sure we yeah. have a lot on this, but. So for sure, we touched on that in terms of lifestyle, time management, mm -hmm. and I offered the tip of the, uh, the list of goodies. But I want to, um, I, I thank you for asking this question because I want to take a moment and talk about meditation. And of course, it's not, it's not a new thing or anything. But it is so, so, so important to implement meditation as a daily routine. And it doesn't have, you don't have to be a spiritual person and you don't have to do it in a certain way or length of time. You don't have to stop thinking. It's not something that you can't do, that you don't know how to do. What meditation is, is literally just, quieting down the body and and allowing yourself to just sit with that what is if and if what is our thoughts roaming in your mind and over time as you do this again and again and again you will be able to quiet your mind and maybe even not think for a couple of minutes but doing that designating 10 10 minutes a day 15 minutes a day to this practice is uh, is crucial and vital for reducing stress and, and overwhelm and anxiety. Yeah. yeah, I'm horrible at meditating because I'm just, you know, I'm going 100 miles an hour all the time. It's just my system. That's how I'm made up. I love massage. Like when I'm in a massage, I am in a zone, right? Yeah. I can shut down. Um, I relax on the weekends, but I'm so, my mind is so active all the time. I'm really bad at meditating, but um, you know, I, I feel like I'm doing it in different ways than just sitting and like, you know, with my eyes closed, but I'm thinking about, okay, what am I going to have for lunch? What am I going to wear? What time is the, like, who am I going to, what happened yesterday? That client that pissed me off or the, <laughs> I can't, it's the worst thing for me to sit and do that. What suggestions do you have for people who are starting? Are there meditation? I know there's a ton of stuff online that you can go to. So right. give some tips on how to get started and what does it look like for meditation? Because when I think of meditation, I feel like I have to do it for, an, you know, 20, an hour each day or have to, what's some good tips to get started and really get people on that? I really need to start doing that. I feel like that's going to help a lot. So for sure, I would love to share that. Um, so first of all, I want to say before I give the tips for specifically for meditation, you know, you can meditate by walking or while walking, while having a massage, getting a massage, uh, by being in, you know, while being in the bathtub. So it doesn't really have to be on the meditation pillow with, you know, with your hands. And yeah, like the whole it doesn't have to look like that or be like that. So, you know, 
I, I first I want to say that meditation can be in any situation and, and setting. So that's that's the first thing. But if you really want to practice meditation per se, I want to give four keys. Okay. And I, I, I suggest writing this down. If you're listening, take a, take a pen and paper and write those down. Th these are literally the four keys that I use to get myself into a meditative state and to, to guide my, you know, my clients or when I do you know, free meditations. These are the four keys that I use, whatever meditation follows. Um, so there are different kinds of meditations, but the four keys that I use to enter a meditative state is number one, moving your attention so it's all about cho choosing your focus right so just like you said it's like you're sitting there and you're thinking about shopping cooking clients whatever right. so you can't choose where your mind goes to so it's all about practicing and it's a practice practicing to choose your focus that's, that's the thing for me. That's the thing for, for first and foremost. And it's a practice. I also want to say it's a skill. So just like, you know, it took you, you know, years to get to the amazing and masterful place of where, where you are now and with your, you know, with event planning or with cooking or with whatever that is, it's the same thing. It's a skill. Well-being is a skill and meditation is a skill. And if you practice, you can master it. So key number one, if you want to practice meditation per se, is to move your focus and attention to gravity. That's key number one. So you sit and you just, you can close your eyes and you, you move the attention to the mere fact that gravity is now holding you to the ground. It's a physical magnetic pull that is literally physically there. And you can even envision it and, and, and imagine like a, you know, like a root or a cord that is pulling you and connecting you to the center of the earth, which is what it is. It's just magnetic. We don't see it, but it's there. Right. So number one is that's the key number one. We can call it four keys or four points of awareness. So this is the first point of awareness. You move your awareness or your attention to gravity and you can imagine it as a cord or a root. And then you just allow yourself to kind of give your weight, you know, just you, you, you realize that you are held. So you can really just give your weight and you are carried, you are held. You don't have to hold it. So that's number one. And then number two is to then after you're starting to relax your body into this pool of gravity, you relax your face. So you move your awareness or your attention to the face and the eyes and you just soften the face and the eyes, the jaws the eyes and you feel how when you do that then within kind of like your inner body softens too and you can even imagine how you're pouring that softness in through your closed eyes number three then is sounds simply sounds that you hear so whatever you find your thought wandering to whatever just try to catch on to the first sound that you can hear and then start hearing more and more sounds around you at the same time. Because sounds are basically vibrations, right? Frequencies that are in this field that is around us. So by tuning into simply sounds through your physical sense of hearing, you basically are tuning into this energetic field that is all around you. That now again, science knows and can show that it is real. Right. And number four is that the breath. So you move your attention to the natural flow of breath and maybe specifically the inhale. So you're trying to be aware of every inhale, feeling the inhale 
and then maybe even opening your heart to the inhale and focusing on your heart space and feeling the breath coming in. And then you are moving between these four points of awareness. It's like four pillars, you can say, that hold this space that you really quickly find yourself in. And it's okay if at first, you know, you're coming in and out. And then I would say the first thing to hold on to or, you know, reach out to are the sounds. The sounds are your door to come back to this space. And you don't have to do this for an hour. You can do this for five minutes, for 10 minutes, put a, you know, put a, a, a timer on, a stopper. And it's fine if for five or 10 minutes for those, for, for that length of time, all you did was bringing your, your focus back, bringing your focus back. It's fine. It's like, you know, it's like you're practicing whatever scales on the piano or lifting weights, you know, over time, right. you, you get better and better at it. So, yeah, it's so true. Practicing yes. all of that. It's just with anything um, that anything. you do, if it get, you get, it gets easier and easier. So I'm going to definitely try those are great, great tips because now I have points to focus on as opposed yes. to focusing on the other stuff that's going on outside in the life. So um, yes. I think it's such great advice. Thank you so much for that. Very welcome. Um, all right. So um, what kind of PLC? I want to make sure I'm getting the, my questions in here before. If you guys have any questions, please be sure to pop them in the chat. We'll be happy to answer them for you. Absolutely. So what kind of struggles do, do you help people break through? Thank you for asking. So, well, naturally the things that we've covered today, so stress, overwhelm, um, anxiety, different kinds of anxiety. So not only anxiety that is related to stress and overwhelm or burnout, but also, you know, many of my clients uh, have health anxiety, which is a very, very, very common thing uh, to be anxious and fearful about, you know, your future, your health, your children's health. Uh, and I've had that in the past myself. So this is something that we help people break through and overcome. And any type of insecurities, you know, insecurities, uh, imposter syndrome, uh, low self-worth, low self-esteem, um, self-hate, um, you know, relate, that, that many times uh, reflects in relationships and patterns in relationships with, you know, with, with partners, with friends, at work. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what we help with. That that's everybody these days. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sure you've had a lot. I know your business has really blown up in the last year. And unfortunately, it has a lot to do with what's been going on with, you know, the pandemic and um, people losing their jobs and their businesses. And I know a lot of my colleagues did not make it through um, COVID, which is really, really sad. Um, you know, they shut the business down. Events were shut down. So, Yes. But uh, but a lot did and a lot reinvented themselves and and um, and kept going. And I know, you know, we had I, I found that, you know, when I was in a quarantine situation, it really slowed me down. And a lot of people got to spend, as you know, a lot of time. I don't know how it was. I know you're in Germany. Um, so and I'm in New York. So uh, it was very strict here. And I don't know what it was like there, but um, I'm sure it was pretty similar across the country, across the world. Um, and so uh, it just changed a lot of people. And I think for some people it was good because we're running, 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 running like crazy. 
Um, and so it forced us to slow down, be with our families, spend time with our kids and, and things like that. So I think in one hand, you know, it was a, a good thing, but I'm sure you saw a lot of changes and stress and, and what's been, what's been going on. Right. For sure. Um, I want to say two things about this. So first of all, coming back to what I said at first, you know, um, I really truly believe that life is an inner journey. And so even though this is a global pandemic and we all experience that and it's not something that anyone, you know, brought upon themselves or anything like right. that, still right. we also share the same, I think that, you know, it showed us how we are all the same, no matter if you're in a little village in India or in the Big Apple, you had the same condition and it brought you to the same questions, to the same, you know, Fears, fears, fears all of that. Exactly. And to search for the same answers for the same tools that you, you mentioned. So it, it brought all of us to look within, to find the resilience, to find the strength, to to work on our relationships because we're stuck at home with, you know, with the people that, that we love, but maybe uh, yeah. You know, some some things to work to work out with together. So I think that it brought a lot of a lot of opportunity for that inner journey to unfold for for many people. And the other thing I want to say, uh, you know, in my field in my business, the things that I help people with are it's beyond the pandemic. You know, I struggle with these problems uh, with these issues uh, myself that I today help others. So. Uh, maybe that ties back to the question that you asked me in the beginning, what brought me to this? You know, um, I had my own healing journey when I had precancer lesions in my cervix when I was uh, in my late 20s. Uh, and that brought me to a very deep healing, uh, emotional and spiritual journey. Um, and it goes back to my childhood. It brought me, it brought up things from there. So, you know, there was no pandemic uh, in, you know, in 1990 and 2000 and still I was going through these things. So I'm trying to say that this is, you know, it's part of everyone's journey. Yeah. It's part of life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of people do you work with? Well, I work with, um, we have a beautiful, beautiful family of people. So really everyone that joined uh, our program, the Master Your Path program, it's a family. I always say and it really, really is. It's just amazing the connections that are made and the support. So it's like a family of like-minded people. All people are, you know, professional, busy people, either business owners or working, you know, in the European Union or in big uh, corporate or, you know, you name it, um, and all over the world. So we have people from Australia, from the U.S., from Canada, from uh, from Europe and from the UK. So it's it's an amazing opportunity to really connect in one small room yeah. with people from all over the world and find so much in common in the lifestyle, in the stressors and, and you know, and, and struggles and also in the deep desires and, and dreams and um, walking on this journey together. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So what tools do you use? What method uh, do you follow? Yeah, well, um, we work on all, I believe that you need four 
pillars, I say this word again, four pillars or four wheels, you can say to get this, to get this going, you know, and, and, and keeping a balance and really creating, creating a sustainable, we talked about sustainability, right. uh, you need all four wheels. Otherwise you get, you know, you, you get, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hold, it doesn't, it doesn't sustain. So it's on the cognitive level, using tools that are, you know, for the CBT world, um, working on creating shifts in the mindset and the thought processes and the reaction patterns from a conscious level. But that does not, it cannot stand alone. You have to have all four. So the other are the spiritual practice. We talked about meditation. There are other things that you that, that go into that category. And because I believe that, you know, this body mind is the vehicle, as I mentioned, and who we really are, are we are spiritual beings. We are, you know, this vehicle, this instrument is to express who we really are as spiritual beings. And so to not incorporate the spiritual practice into this journey, into this transformation, into this ride, to not have this wheel, is you cannot complete the ride. And then also it gives tools, as we mentioned, to cope with stress, with anxiety, uh, and then also to pave the way to the third pillar or wheel, which is emotional or subconscious healing. Um, so we do that in a meditative state, mostly. Uh, we do the inner child work, um, the, the, the getting into the core underlying subconscious roots of whatever pattern that we experience um, in the conscious level. Uh, and the spiritual practice kind of paves the way to do that work in that state. And the fourth is the physical. So we have yoga, we have Qigong, uh, we're putting, we're bringing in nutrition now. So we're always expanding. We're always adding more and more uh, resources and professionals to, to give the best all-rounded uh, support to, to, our, our, to our members, to our family members. And of course, with a lot of consistency. So as you know, you mentioned, just like with business or with health or with whatever that is, you need consistency to create and sustain change. Right. And there's a lot of emphasis on consistency right. uh, to, as part of this. Yeah. Yeah. And so how is that different than therapy? Well, therapy is, uh, the classical therapy is, you know, a lot of talking yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of digging into the past. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I say inner child, I don't mean digging in. We don't spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours yeah. talking about everything that happened and picking up every stone and seeing, you know, what's, what, what's underneath. When I say inner child, I, I mean connecting to the feeling. And you don't have to even remember and understand what happened and why. It's about connecting to who you once were that's still um you know that i always say it's like it's like you have a kid that is driving the, this vehicle that is driving the car and as long as they have the wheels you're gonna get crushed in the same walls you, you wouldn't have a five-year-old drive a car right so the the the, the, the emotional work is not about un revealing everything that happened it's about connecting to that little boy or girl feeling deeply their emotional needs that were never met for whatever reason mm -hmm. and and 
and being the adult that is able now to, to fulfill those needs and in a sense, take them, put them safely in the back seat. So you, the free adult that you are, can drive this car and get to where you actually want to get, whether it is in your relationships, in your career, in your lifestyle, in your health, whatever that is. Right. And in therapy, I think you don't get the tangible tools to do that. It's more about understanding, bringing awareness. It can be very helpful, but it just doesn't give the full transformation because there are no tangible tools. You can right. talk for hours forever. You can, you know, it gives a lot of release, right? Uh, but it, it's not tangible. There are no tools there. Right. Uh, yeah. So if I'm implementing the tools, you know, trying to take care of myself for the emotional um, and relieving the stress, how long does it take to, to, uh, for you to have that um, in, like, you've got a routine down with it and you're relieving the stress and all of that. How long does that take? Well, of course that, 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 is different for each person, but usually within two to three months, you see, like, it's like you, you take yourself out or, you know, you, you get out of this hole that you feel stuck in with the stress, with, with the anxiety, with whatever that is. And after two or three months, you're out of that. And then it's starting to, because when you get out of that, so many possibilities that you might not even been aware of or couldn't know how you've been ever going to, you're ever going to be able to, to, to create and manifest right. and reach become possible, become reachable. So then we start creating the future and talking about, you know, manifestation and, and, you know, and, and creating new realities. So within two to three months, we usually get out of the struggle and into the, into the creation mode, I would say. Yeah, that's wonderful. Great information. I'm going to start meditating and I'm going to let you know how it goes. <laughs> yes. And I'll send you, I'll send you a video where I, explain these four keys and then also guide you with them. So I have a link and I'll send it to you. Yeah, I would love that. If, is it possible to put that here in the link for everybody or is, do you have to? Yeah. Yeah. I, can, I, I can, I can very quickly multitasker. Multitasking is me. So you can, you can ask whatever yeah. you Or you could do it later, whatever you want to do. So I just, how does everybody find you? How do they find you? Sure. Well, it depends what you want, right? So first of all, of course, um, I have a Facebook group that you are very, very, very welcome to join. And it's a free group. Uh, it's called um, Master Your Path. So you go to facebook.com slash group slash master your path and that's the group um and then if you want to connect with me more in person you can either send me an email contact at shimritnativ.com so this is my name and it's just contact at shimritnativ.com or you can go to my website shimritnativ.com and find everything you're looking for about me right there that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I so much enjoyed this. You can add that link to the uh, to the Facebook group, and I can also add it if you when you send it to me. I can add it for everybody. But thank I so appreciate you being on the show. I adore you. You're doing amazing things. I know you. You're so passionate about what you do, and I think that's really really important. And I know you are helping so many people, and I just love it. And thank you so much for being here. Annette, I want to thank you so much. First of all, this link to the to the meditation is right here in your chat. I don't know if I'm if I'm dropping a link in the chat here on StreamYard. Does it show? 
Uh, oh, no, it goes in the prep, but let me share it. I will share it right now for you. Hold on. And this is where I explain about the keys a bit more in depth, maybe, than what we did here. And then the second link is to, to a guided meditation that is following exactly these keys. So you can just try it out for yourself. Okay. I've... And... Uh, and while we're at it, then here is the link to the group. And and then I want to thank you. I'm so blessed to have met you. You are amazing. You are really beautiful and inspiring, and uh, and you know powerful. And, and and you know every time we get into the same room, I just love the light and energy that you bring. Thank you so so much for 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 inviting me to your show. It's been a delight. Yes. Uh, and thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us. We will be yes. back again next week. And we can't wait to see you. And have a fantastic week. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Bye.